Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, what's up? My name is Nick Russo. I'm Aaron Austin. And today on Country Not Country, we're talking about COVID-19. It's not over. Yeah, we, we didn't jinx it, we swear. It wasn't our fault. We also talked about the country music gossip and drama between Kelsey Ballerini and Chase Rice. And Maren Morris and Chris Jansen. And then talked about here locally how the nightclubs were getting nasty. It's all on this episode of Country Not Country. All right, welcome back to uh, Country Not Country. And Aaron, how are you doing? I'm all right. A little sweaty. I just got done walking the dogs. So um, they're all panting back here. And that's and, why you have a sty in your eye because you were watching the <laughs> Yeah, I have a sty in my eye because uh, I wore mascara. And ladies... Here's a little something. There's a reason why they tell you to take your makeup makeup off at the end of the night because I didn't. I had a little too much to drink and then I just went to bed and then I woke up and I was like, hmm, my eye feels kind of weird. And so now I got to get rid of all of my mascara. So, so it spreads from onto your mascara? It, thing? Yeah. So it's like bacteria, you know, on your mascara it like kind of hangs out in there and then so you have to replace you're supposed to replace it like i don't know what they say every six months or i don't even know maybe it's but i haven't so it's it's probably time yeah growing up my mom would say that that was a uh that was, you got you get that because you watched a dog poop yeah that yeah. which is weird i've never heard that but, but yeah you do watch dogs poop so technically it could be real yeah I mean, that is true. I mean, on a daily basis, I watch them poop. <laughs> Do you get styes a lot? Actually, lately, yes. But maybe it's also because I was, have had too much to drink and I don't take my makeup off. All right. So, well, that is, yeah. so we're going to have to get rid of one. One of, the, one of those is going to have to change. We're going to have to see what happens. No. Yeah. So uh, COVID-19, it's funny. I, saw, I was looking at our old podcast and one of the last topics we had was, is COVID-19 over? And I think- You know what's we- <laughs> it's so funny. I was going to bring this up because I was going to say, I think we jinxed us. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I don't think we jinxed us. I think we got our answer because we were unsure because it seemed like it was. It did. At that time, it seemed like no one was really was really too worried. There hadn't been an uptick in cases. And then all of a sudden, it just got crazy. Oh, yeah. And you know what's funny? I have a girlfriend that lives in Dallas, and she texted me out of nowhere just the other day and told me 21 people in her family – have COVID. They were at a family function together? Yep. 
Yeah, see, I, I mm, and that's to me when people, when lots of people get in a closed environment, I, and to me, uh, a family gathering at a house is a, cl- a different kind of closed environment than a nightclub, than a concert mm-hmm. venue. Like, there's different mm-hmm. kinds of close envi- close encounters. You know, like if I can smell your breath, you're too close. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like if if yeah. uh, if when you're talking and spittle comes out of your mouth and it hits me in the face, we're pretty close together. But Mm -hmm. that's not really going to happen if you're at a restaurant or a bar and they're six feet away. But if you're sitting around the coffee table or sitting around the dining room table, that's likely going to happen. And that's to me. Well, or my thought is like you're grilling out, you know, everybody's got finger foods and they're picking the finger foods. You know what I mean? It's like you're doing the chips and salsa. Hmm. The one guy double dipped and then all of a sudden he's passed it on and then everyone dips into it. And in a virus, we, it's not like a, it's not like a, a, a ink stain that you just touch it and then you just touch, touch, touch. It replicates itself into microscopic cells and there's thousands of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> all, like the, every germ that comes out of your mouth has the little virus inside of it. That's the yeah. way all the cells, it doesn't take a whole lot. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. in a whole, and there's a lot of virus that you could get, I mean, on a, on a really microscopic molecular level you know like it spreads easily you know well did you see that uh today uh i read something i think it was on like click to houston but um that chinese researchers have discovered a new strain of swine flu that has pandemic uh you know possibilities i was like okay Yay, 2020. Yeah. Are, are we sure this isn't bioterrorism and someone is like sending us viruses? Because, uh-huh. I mean, the weird part for me is that there, it, it just reignites this sort of argument about the reality of the virus and how the mask is important or not, you know. And, and, and it's really kind of crazy to watch Governor Greg Abbott and the way he's kind of stepped back and stepped forward, not to talk about politics really, but – I feel like a lot – he's really kind of shown, like, he to me, he hasn't made the right decisions. He won't admit fault, like he did anything wrong. But he's – I think it's clear and obvious that we opened too fast in Texas. Uh, yeah, but – or maybe we closed too soon. You know what I mean? But could you imagine if rodeo had happened? This would have happened sooner, I think. Yeah, I don't – oh, God. That's a, that's a tough one. I think phase one should have lasted longer. And, and they should have mm-hmm. waited till the week after Memorial Day to open the bars and clubs. And I know it was tough, but they should have waited that long. And it's not putting the, the blame on bars and clubs. It's more so once bars and clubs open up, society, our head tells us it's okay to get together and go crazy and party because the bars mm. are open. It just sends yeah. this kind of silent signal to everyone that it's, it's okay. Look, we can go party again. And that wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily the case. You know, we, we shouldn't have been gathering like that. We shouldn't Memorial Day. And you, and you saw that like Austin apparently has the highest – positivity rate in the country right now. No way. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Bigger than Houston then. So that tells me it was the, the, the tubing on the river. Like I, I, and I don't mean to like, I, and my thing is I'm not pointing blame at anybody. I'm not saying, Oh, it's y'all's fault. But in the reality, somewhere there was a kick up somewhere. There was a giant spreading of social space somewhere Mm -hmm. people were really close together in that area and it just seems to make sense that the river would be the place 
Like what else yeah. do people do on Memorial Day weekend? I guarantee you there are millions of people in tubes and not one face mask. Mm. Well, well, yeah. I mean, it gives you terrible tan lines. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could at least put like the plastic in front of your face or something. Yeah. Could you imagine that? Um, Shields? Everybody has to wear a shield while on the river? I know. I'm so, I don't know about you, but I'm so over it. And yeah. I think most people are, but you know, now it's like way worse than it was before. I really think that I, uh, there's a chance that I've kind of tried to change my life. Like, I feel like my life has changed. That's the best way to explain what COVID-19 has done for me personally. Like, What do you mean? I, like, I'm not the same person I was when this all started. Well, none of us are. Well, I know, but I, I can, like... I definitely drink more, and that's not healthy. I drink way less. Good for you. You're yeah, like the I would, only I person. Only yeah, I would go drink when I'd be social, you know, like that's what I'm a yeah. social drinker. I'm not a, I can't, like, I don't really find purpose to drink by myself. And, and, and then the stock market and golf and everything, like, I just really, like, it was almost like, uh, I would, like I was saying before, you get so much free time and you almost, I've, I've rediscovered what I enjoy doing, you know, but at the same time, I feel an obligation to follow along with all the cases and stuff and, and like spreading the information to people. Like, I'm not trying to scare folks, but at the same time, the numbers are what the numbers are. 2,000 new cases over the weekend? Like, yeah, that's a lot well, of people. And I, and I do wonder, uh, like, how many of those people, do they have symptoms or are they just going to get tested to get tested? You know what I mean? Um, so I, I, they never tell you that, though. You know what I mean? They just tell you new cases, and it's like, yeah, or you well, don't know what, when what that, is that? You don't know when those cases were submitted. Were, did those cases right. come overnight, or were those little backlogging cases? And, mm -hmm. and, and, yeah, I agree. And and so the the numbers just by themselves always are startling. You know, there's always mm -hmm. a sort of like, oh man, this, well that can't be good. But the, the you know the hospitalizations was the big thing. You remember where the the CEOs of the med center put out the message about. Or they put out the graph where it showed the capacity of the hospital beds and we're almost yeah. at, you know, full 100% capacity or something. So then the, the CEOs at the med center, the day after, released the other letter that basically said, we didn't mean to alarm you with our previous letter. And it's like, well, you did. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I don't understand what that was all about. You know, they said that the pandemic has not eclipsed, eclipsed their capabilities and they wanted us to not be afraid, even though we, you know, they, they, they didn't mean to alarm us. And so to me, uh, that, that was what I think really triggered the scare. Cause that happened before they closed bars, that information mm. started coming out. And then he put out that information. Well, yesterday, lately yesterday, uh, judge, he, uh, Lena Hidalgo wrote this letter and you said you hadn't heard it yet. Uh, no. check this out. Listen to the language here for the sake of general best practices from an academic standpoint, from a data standpoint, you don't want to put out a number and change it halfway through. You don't want to put out labels and then modify them halfway through and change definitions halfway through. So I'm very alarmed by that. I disagree with that. I, it took me a good 45 minutes with my team to make sense of everything that was being said. I don't think residents have the time. I can tell you, I still have more questions because the initial data was also data that we were working off of that we had our own projections for. So the timing is suspect. I find it very, very problematic. I said I'm not on board. We do not send, we do not need to be misleading people. The message needs to be we are heading in an unsustainable place with our hospitals and people 
need to stay home. And this message ultimately weakens our community's ability to succeed when our message is being diluted. When numbers and projections are, and definitions are being changed halfway through the battle, the goal is not to have doctors and nurses that we're bringing in from out of town. The goal is not to have basic general population beds that we need for dialysis, heart attacks, strokes, and pregnant women who need to give birth turned into ICU beds. The goal is not to see how much room we can make for people to go and be there and die in a hospital bed. That's not the point of any of this. And if we want to be callous about it, and if we just want to look at the numbers and think about it, you're going to fill up all those beds, take it to the very edge, and then, okay, surprise, here's some other beds that nobody had heard about. And then, then what? Then we have bars again. Then we'll go back to normal. It's illogical, and it's misleading the community. Now, what is that in reference to? To, to the two different perspectives that were released from the hospital, from the med center, basically mm. saying that they were, they're judging their actions off of the information they get from them. You know, they're determining the seriousness of things from them. And so to go back and forth puts them in the precarious situation to look like they don't know what they're doing. And they're yeah. not the doctors. They're, they're, they're trusting the people giving them the information. I, I anticipate they're going to shut us all the way down again. Mm, I hope you're wrong. Well, she's trying to find a way to put it in place. And I looked up the cases for, while we were talking on the uh, new cases as of last night. As of last night, 2,200 new cases were reported for the two-day period of Sunday and Monday. 27,625 of the 46,273 are active. 18,000 people have recovered of the 46,000 uh, confirmed cases. And that's in the greater Houston area. That's just oh, a lot. That that's number, a lot. That number used that two that two thousand two hundred and three number used to be three hundred or less. Oh, that's in, true. Back in April, I was always like, "Oh, look, it's only th up three hundred. That's not so bad. Oh, we got control of this." Uh, slightly different. Two thousand more. If I was thinking stock market, the stock would be way up, and that's not a good thing when you're talking about coronavirus. Yeah, and I just think like. Is this going to be around? How long are we going to have to deal with this? Is this going to be around forever? And every year there's going to be a new strain of coronavirus, like there is a new strain of flu. And then, you know what I mean? And it's like, or is it like chicken pox? And once you get it, you're good. But and then I think of those people that want their kid to get chicken pox. So they have chicken pox parties. It's like, so we just have coronavirus parties because we're kind of doing that right now. Yeah. Un yeah. Unintentionally. And I, I, I don't think yeah. so. I, I don't think it operates the same way, but I'm also not a doctor. I think the they just want us to flatten the curve. We had flattened the curve and now it's coming back up. And at the end of the day, the stay at home stuff seemed to be working. I just don't think we did it long enough. Um, I think Memorial day weekend was the, the culprit that, or it was the initial kick. Well, there also, was definitely people that even prior to that, they were not, social distancing yeah you know and also I mean? they like, showed that it, after you can watch the dates phase one opening phase two you can watch the numbers rise with each phase of the opening so you can't mm. really point at any one particular place uh what were you saying earlier about the you know you said concerts the July oh. one with eli young band was canceled yeah i mean like well i just think of like and and you look at uh that wall of shame that the mayor had oh. and the businesses so what do you um, think about it do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing um i mean i i don't know if i have an opinion one way or another i do think it's interesting you know there was the nightclub that was like packed full of people people like booty bumping you know it's like yeah and then yeah and then it's like oh we're we're not a nightclub we are actually at an event a reception like, hall. They were reception yeah. hall because they, they rent out space for you to come mm -hmm. party. 
And you can have your yeah. own party in that space. It's like, hmm, very, that's a bit of trickery if I have ever heard any. Yeah, the only time I've ever been to Spire, I was with people who had a section. One time Snoop Dogg was there, and another time is Waka Flocka. And Waka Flocka came into our section in the middle of the dance floor and chugged Hennessy from the booth we were in. I have a pretty great video of it. Oh. Yeah, and yeah. to me, like, and then the other one was Prospect Park, Poor Behavior, right? That was, mm -hmm. And so uh, both of the, or all three of them, honestly, to me, are just the party places. I don't know mm -hmm. how else to say it. That's where people go when they want to really get messed up and party. Like those are three places yeah. that they, you're never going to stop those parties. Um, the wall of shame actually, in a way I think actually helped them publicizes their name. Like, and I always thought poor behavior was a pretty clever name for a, for a club. Yeah, I have never even heard of that. Where is that? Honestly, I don't know. I just seen it on Instagram. Mm. You know, technically yeah. all those places I've only seen on Instagram. Well, Technically, you have been to one of those places. Which one? You said Spire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. Yeah. I usually have to be – that was usually when I was going to be very inebriated. I'd go to Spire. <laughs> You're like, like I got to no, pretend. It's not, I'm going to – I got to pretend well, yeah. I'm uh, not the age I am. Right, right. Oh, God, I definitely couldn't walk in there. Um, so, yeah, and then you got the concerts. Um that got canceled and then there's the concerts that well just show up on instagram and set the world on fire damn you chase rice so it was him and chris jansen right different i think it was different venues so i think chase rice had one at that tennessee penitentiary so i don't know what it is and then um i think chris jansen had one that was like I thought I heard Idaho or something. And, and from what I heard, Chase Rice, you know, the venue was uh, abiding by standards, 50% capacity or whatever. So it just mm. looked way crazier than it was, I, I'm assuming. Um, and then, so the way I heard about, so I didn't, I, I'm really usually late to the, I feel like I'm late to the country music, quote unquote, gossip, if you will. Like, okay. Um, well, I'm not late considering I was, I saw the Carly Pierce, Michael Ray one the day before it was announced, but we'll talk, we can yeah. talk about that also in a second. Uh, but I, I had seen, I, I, Maren Morris's tweets. I've interacted with her a lot or retweeted her or t re or tweeted to her. So she shows up whenever she tweets, um, right away. And I saw her screenshot where she was blocked by Chris Jansen and it said, wait, what? And she tagged him. What did I do? What did I even do? And my first thought is how would Chris Jansen have seen that? But apparently he saw it right away, quote tweeted it and replied, Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know how this happened. Must've been a mistake. So somehow that led me back to the replies under that, where Marin Morris fans were going after Chris Jansen about his concert. And so then I was like, Oh wow. Then I saw Chase Rice was tagged. So I was like, okay, followed him. And then I saw, Kelsey Ballerini's tweets and then I, I was like oh my goodness what did I just unravel here you know yeah. so Kelsey Ballerini quoted a tweet and shared the video that was recorded from Chase Rice's Instagram account that showed fans at the concert that's mm -hmm. so convoluted okay <laughs> think about how I far I got to that video right so Chase Rice put a video on his Instagram feed someone recorded that on their phone shared it on Twitter Kelsey Ballerini grabbed that tweet and then reacted to how kind of inconsiderate it was of chase rice to do this 
mm-hmm. and how it wasn't safe to put those fans in that position. And we all need money right now. And it just wasn't a, uh, wasn't, you know, basically she just said it wasn't a good look. And Chase Rice, to my knowledge, did not reply to it, but I went to it. So how about this? This is like the world of celebrity Twitter. So I go to his Twitter account, right? Where all this fear is happening. He hasn't tweeted about a thing. There's not a, yeah. his, I believe his dad passed away. That was the most recent mm. thing that happened. That was his last tweet was a tribute to his dad. And then I know, um, he had it on his Instagram, but then took it down. He took the, the video, video down. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know he took the video down. Also uh, very weird on what he follows on was Instagram. He follows one person. Who's that? It's like the city of Manchester. That's all he follows on Instagram. Sorry, Chase Rice. I know that I saw, <laughs> I saw this girl, a random girl that I do not know, was posting this video where it showed her DMs where she was DMing with Chase Rice. And so so in my mind, I'm like, of course. I mean, if they're a single, every guy is DMing some girl, you know what I mean? That if hopefully they're single, not in a relationship, he might be following one person on Instagram, but he's definitely not interacting with just one person on Instagram. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, So he be better boys. Be better. So he did send out a tweet 16 hours ago and uh, he quote tweeted Jake Owen and Jake Owen wrote in a world full of hate, be a light. Sound familiar? Oh, Wow. I swear I've heard that on our country radio stations. It's amazing how many country artists, songwriters, and media outlets are quick to throw shade at our own people. Sad, really. So who put that? Jake Jake Owen. Yeah, and then Chase Rice retweeted it with the praying hands. I don't think, um, I mean, I know I talked about it today on my show and talked about, you know, the whole Chris Jansen blocking Marin Morris, but I use, I didn't, you do it as a slam. It's more of, Ooh, this is juicy, you know, cause let's be honest. It We're is juicy. It. Yeah. It, yeah. It, and it's happening with, and just like he said, our country stations, you know what I mean? Like in country, and it, it really is a family in country music. It's a community. And, and I think the community is really deciding how they want to move through. And it's a community that's learning to diversify as well. And it's, and it, as the community begins to, to flourish and grow, you're going to have these growing pains. And, and to me, I understand both sides. I really do. Yeah. I, and, and I think, you know, and I can, understand why Kelsey Ballerini would feel that way about that you know but at the same time I can see why Joe Owen comes in off the top rope like that and says hey why are we fighting you didn't have to mm-hmm. say that you know what I mean you didn't have to drag we didn't have to drag each other through the mud for no reason just to be mad mm-hmm. but I have a feeling that um people's reputation precedes them and maybe okay. maybe just maybe there's a a personal vein through all of it that somehow creates discord in that relationship. I think that maybe Chase Rice could be a little bit of a player. He could, he could have a little bit of a, a, a reputation that precedes him, you know, mm-hmm. in, among the country music artists. And, and so that's why, you know, and, and I, I'm just assuming, you know, I don't know that, but it seems like that, you know, because I, well, say I mean, you Morris saw him also, in some girls DMS on Snapchat. There's not always this kind of, cattiness in country music it rarely ever happens you know well i and if it does happen it's rarely talked about to public knowledge because i'm sure there are many artists that really don't like each other it it may be known in the industry 
but not widely known. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're never like the record people him. know. Like, hey, at this show, don't sit this person next to this person. And there definitely every, is some of that. That goes for every industry, I'm sure. But yeah. there, but also when you're dealing with celebrities like that, you have to take those things into account. You know, some people just don't get along with each other, and, and that's just kind that, of the nature of it. Eric Church in his new song. Is he going to make a, or like lose some friends on that one or no? But well, you know, Eric Church is that kind of artist where he, to me, kind of is like the Dave Chappelle of comedy almost. He can say and do almost anything he wants, and that is expected of his personality. Oh, like, yeah, I can see what you're saying. Like he's a take no shit sure. from anybody kind of guy. And he's just going to mm -hmm. say, at least that's the personality I've, I've grown to know Eric Church of. If he's going to say it, when he speaks, people listen. Oh, what do you say? Mm -hmm. oh, man. You know, and his music also, again, his reputation precedes him. His music is that. He sings about deep issues. He's got, you know, kind of dark undertones in his music and, and deep um, philosophical beliefs and uh, analogy type of music or double entendres you know like in monsters yeah. and does to me with luke combs and um he had the other one some of it mm -hmm. like that song was, yeah that's a very very deep song you know and, and so when Chris, so when eric church comes in and says something you can usually take it pretty you know he, he's not afraid he doesn't care what your reaction's gonna be he's yeah saying, he's making a statement i feel like there was something he said a couple years ago about those tv uh talent shows and, you know, somebody asked him, like, hey, would you get on one of those? And I felt like he said something kind of snarky, and it kind of started a feud with him and Blake Shelton or something. He said, honestly, if Blake Shelton and CeeLo Green effing turn around in a red chair, you get a deal? That's crazy. I don't know who would make an artist do that. You're not an artist. He added later that in the article, he had effing star before taking a job as judge or mentor on a singing competition reality show as to that would be a mistake and not about the music. Yeah. So basically he was just saying that it glosses over the idea that you have to work really hard even after you achieve some success. And it, I mean, let's be honest. If, I mean, who came off that show? American Idol, uh, Carrie Underwood, Kelly Clarkson. You got Ray Lynn that came off The Voice, and it's well, like the, the real. And I understand what he's saying also in that respect, but he he's just saying that it gives you this false sense of ability to just be ordained in a stardom, and that's not the case. But right. all that all that to go back to the point that uh, Eric Church can pretty much say whatever he wants, but you know, people got offended because they thought he was taking shots at them personally. But right. aside, aside from that, he can pretty much get away with whatever he wants. Which is probably true. Um, now, now going, but the, now bringing that back to the the country music side of things, the Chase Rice video that was not an apology. Um, when I was reading between the lines of the video, all I heard him saying was, "Hey fans, I want to say thank you all for coming to the show. I don't care what anybody says about me or what anybody thinks about me. We're going to do what we want to do. Our next show is a drive-in. I hope you're there because he's trying to sell more tickets. That's what I picked mm -hmm. up from it. Um, yeah. And, and I think that there's a lot of people that don't believe the virus is a real thing. They think that it's all overblown for political gain, and they do not care, and nothing's going to make them care unless someone there in their life gets it. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Even though I say, oh, I'm just over it. I'm just over it because, I mean, we all are. But I do know people that they're like, oh, this is just so dumb. Oh, this is all blown out of proportion. Uh, I'm like, well, I mean, granted, I don't personally, personally know anybody that has it. I mean, like my friends, like I said, her her family had 21 people that got it, but she tested twice negative. 
for it. I'd like to know her blood type because apparently type O has a higher immunity to it, which I am. Yeah, and um, well, and her um, ex-husband's family, I mean, he's African-American, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it because there was higher numbers in that category. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know the numbers on that either. I, I really think that uh, we're going to see another another sort of shutdown. It's going to, you know, it's just going to slowly. We have to flatten the curve. I mean, it, right now the shit is skyrocketing. So, so when do you think? Uh, when do you think that? Because uh, I haven't physically seen you since March. When do you think you will physically see your coworkers again? Because I'm obviously looking at you, but it's through Zoom. I but mean, do you, you know, are you are you saying when do I think we'll be back in the studio? Or no, just like physically see each other. I guess they'd be back in the studio. Uh, I don't think we will. Ever? Well, I mean, for, for a really long time. I, I mean, I have studio equipment from Amazon I'm coming in today that I'm turning in my second bedroom upstairs into a full-blown studio with a green screen. So. Oh, look at you. Okay. Yeah, I bought a green screen kit. I bought two microphones, um, that, uh, a, a, a dual, um, connector that goes into my laptop. They're high quality microphones. I'm buying insulation today to, ins uh, to put up on the walls and the goal is to turn that room into a fully functioning studio where I can record what podcasts, videos, everything. And then the hope mm -hmm. is that next week it'll be set up and then you can come over and we can record the podcast upstairs. And so then we can actually, so then I technically would expect to see you next week or the week. No. So, <laughs> okay. uh, but actually, I do, you know what's funny is I have a podcast uh, thing too, like a little setup. I just, I've never set it up, but I probably should do it. Yeah, but the, just, only, the only problem is I have all this other crap that I already have for work. So it's like, well, how am I supposed to set up two of the same thing essentially? Yeah. I, I don't anticipate us ever going back to the studio if, if they can, if they can approve it. I think we will, what I really, what I've kind of come to terms with is I think if I can create a studio that is equipped to continue to produce high quality content, then I don't see why they would change it. I'm also doing a show in Corpus now. So this allows me to record better content for them. Then I can maybe sign on more radio stations and other small markets that are maybe looking for someone to voice track a, a shift. And if I can produce the high quality content, having a good studio helps me with that. And if, it so happens that the time comes and they give us the option. Well, if I've got a great studio at home, I'm just going to stay home. And so then I, we would only go back to the studio the way I see it when there's a private lounge or a private bull ride or an interview for Ion Houston or an interview with an artist or something where you would then need a studio to do it in a place, mm -hmm. you know, and then, and so my time at the radio station would be once a week maybe. And the rest of the time would be here. And then if that were the case, then I would be selling this house to move to the suburbs because there's no point to live in the city if I don't work in the city anymore. Oh, no, that's a good point. I mean, That's wow. kind of where my mind's been lately. Uh, yeah, because I was like thinking, I mean, I like my house and I don't want to get rid of it. So it's like, oh, this would be a good rental. You know, like, could I afford to buy another house? And then I think, where would I buy? Well, I probably, I probably would buy in the burbs. I don't know which burbs so that my dogs could have a, a yard. Yeah, it'd be great. And especially for whatever we pay for our homes, we could get a huge yard, a huge place out in the country or out, mm -hmm. out in the suburbs, you know? So that, that that's kind of where my mind's gone with how things are going to develop. I, you know, I canceled my Vegas trip. I didn't go. I canceled the, the flight and the hotel the day before just because I just thought I could, the money I would spend in Vegas is better well spent here at home in some way mm -hmm. or fashion. There's no reason to go to Vegas and give them money right now. Um, I, right. I, I got a pretty good grasp on my finances right now. So as things... 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Things kind of get back to normal at work. I thought it was just in my best interest to take them up on the free cancellation, get out of there, get my money back, and call it. And, and yeah. I think the cruise is probably going to get canceled too. So all the money I paid for the cruise will was, became an inadvertent savings account. So I'll get all that money back too. And mm-hmm. so there's, you know, I, I, I really see, a, I think I've kind of turned a corner in the optimism side where I've started seeing, again, going back to the new normal, the new change of life. Like when you break down the time that I actually work per day, in reality, we spend four hours in a studio, you know, and, or five hours in a studio working um, because we have to play every song Mm -hmm. at home. home, We don't have to play every song. And so the time changes. And so it leaves more free time. It leaves more time to think about other things. Yeah, I think, well, I still sit in here about the same amount of time that I normally would in the studio because I'm researching stuff and, you know, also doing articles. I mean, yeah, there's also days where if I have a doctor's appointment, I'll record my show so I can go to my doctor's appointment, which was always so difficult, especially with my time slot, because I was on, you know, I'm on 10 to 3. It's like, you either have to fit me in after 3 or fit me in before 10. And make sure I get out of the office by 9.30 so I can make sure I get to work on time. You know what I mean? So it was like... Super inconvenient. It is a great time frame, but at the same time for life stuff, it gets difficult. Yeah, in the it just with the abundant like because it's in the the other thing with my, with me is I used to show up to work early because I wanted to be there and being in the office was something. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't just my four hours in the office. Like it was, it ended up being you know six or seven hours in the office. Sometimes eight if there was an early morning meeting. I'd take a little break, play ping pong, or do something to you know break the <laughs> actual work re- regiment. But the whole day felt like work. It it felt like hey, I need my plan was hey, I need to be up at the station by one. You know, I need mm-hmm. to be up. I need to have eaten lunch by eleven thirty or twelve and be up at work by one so I can start getting in the zone. You know, and now that doesn't it doesn't happen like that. I wake up. The house is the studio, you know, there yeah. is no and you're lucky you may shower that day for sure. Like, and I won't see anybody. So there's no worry about that, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and this sort of like to behave like this while being able to work at the studio would have been seen as antisocial. Oh, I mm-hmm. show up at two forty-five every day and I leave at seven o'clock on the dot, you know, like, you know, what's, I will say one thing that I do like about working at home and I mean, I liked being at the radio station. There are aspects I miss, 
I don't miss the, I guess, political aspect and the, um, of the workplace. I don't miss that. The, the, and the gossiping. Cause now no one, I mean, I'm sure there's, there's still going to be a little bit of gossip, but it's not nearly as bad as it was before. You know yeah, what I mean? Cause yeah, you, also you can't the, walk down to somebody's office and be like, ah, did you hear, you know? Yeah. And I think that sometimes not everybody clicks perfectly. So there's always this weird sort of rigidness with people you don't know, walking by someone, you're not sure their name, you know, uh, maybe you recognize or you don't know them, or you heard someone talking about something in the hallway. You don't know how that affects this, or like, it's just this sort of like, Hey, everyone's, it, it the, the disconnect from the need to feel connected like mm-hmm. and, and i think that's the thing like i love feeling connected to my coworkers and my colleagues but at the same time you know uh i rarely ever saw them up at the building and when i did it was in passing and generally when you're conversing to people in passing it's not real it's mm-hmm. in passing you know what i mean it's it's just so now when i talk to people that i work with i actually have conversations with them because i don't see them all the time Right. You know, so it kind of makes yeah. the time you spend more valuable with somebody. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting if we, if we ever talk, go back. I did talk to my friend today at work or at work. I talked to my friend today at lunch. He was driving through going to Alabama about how kind of what we were talking about how I felt like I was able to kind of find myself again in this. I do talk a lot. I've always been like that. I love to talk. I love to hear myself talk, but I like to talk about things that people care about. (laughs) You said it. You said it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But I'm an only child. You know what I mean? I was my own entertainment, but that's who I am. Like when Mm -hmm. I sit at the table and I start talking, you're going to have to tell me to shut up or you're going to have to come up with something to talk about because I might dominate the conversation, but that's who I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I mean, like, you know, I can't stop being who I am. I can't stop. I'm not going to stop, you know, like I'm going to be considerate. I'm thoughtful. You know, it's not like I'm trying to like, I'm always right. It's not that I just like to talk and I like to bring up conversations and, and sometimes it gets long winded, but, uh, I'm not afraid of it anymore. Wait. So how does this relate to your friend? We had the conversation. He was saying that he being in quarantine, he shaved his head. He just always wanted to see what he looked like bald. And he said he actually kind of liked it. And so he's just going to stick with it. And so his job is to go find people who have, who need insurance for commercial businesses or, you know, or for home personal insurance. And he, he gives them a selection of insurances to choose from. The main way that he finds business is he's a member of the chamber of his local, of, of his city. And so he meets a lot of new business owners and stuff. And he's always been a social butterfly. Well, he was always insecure about stuff. He was always kind of insecure deep down about being such a social butterfly, right? And so he would would have to drink to feel comfortable. So he quit drinking. And so he had to relearn who he was. He had to relearn himself, like come to know who he was, not the drunk version of himself and not the alcohol infused version of himself, really know himself. And he said that during the quarantine, being at home and and not being in the office and not having anyone around him to tell him how to think or how he is or what they think of this or that, that it's allowed him to just be himself. And he's allowed himself to free himself from the worries of what someone thinks about him because he shaved his head or because of this or because of that. Mm -hmm. And, And so that's kind of what the point is, you know, it's just this sort of sense of freedom that, Hey, you're not, and that's what happens when you're not not subjected to an office full of people worried about the way you dress today. Do I look good enough? Do they think I look business? Do they think I look this? Do I look this? Am mm-hmm. I coming across this? Am I being this? Am I too nice? Was I talking about the wrong thing? All that's gone during this pandemic. I mean, for the most part, I mean, I can't say all gone, but a majority of it for sure. At least the face-to-face judgments and the, and the mm-hmm. insecurities of the face-to-face experiences. 
Yeah. And because some people are just a little more shy, you know, some people, they, they'll open up and talk like me, but they just don't know how to get that comfortable. And, and it's because of an insecurity generally. And so when you start to remove those insecurities and you're allowed to just be yourself, well, then you'll go out and you'll be yourself. And until someone says, you sure talk a lot, you're annoying. You'll be okay. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, did we get, did we talk about everything? Oh, did we, we didn't really everything? talk about blocking people on social media. We didn't talk about Carly Pierce and Michael Ray, but they did. They are getting divorced. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that in the next podcast when more details come out. I saw uh, she yeah, has a maybe. Puppy. Probably a good idea. I mean, that's what happened with Casey Musgraves. What? She's. I think she and her man are getting a splitsville, and she got a dog too. Really? Coincidentally, coincidentally, after meeting me and my ex at the airport with the dog. So maybe, are you saying that you influence her universe? By yes, your because she was like, I've always been, I've been thinking about getting a dog. And I'm like, yeah, you should. Well, we made it 50 minutes. Not bad. I mean, I mean we only, yeah, we got, we got it. All right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.